Hello and welcome to the Simply Wall Street Market Insights. My name is Michael, and this week we're going to be starting our series on the big trends, those that are unfolding over the next couple of decades. In part one, we're going to focus on healthcare technology. So let's dive in. Before we get started, though, here's our quote of the week. If I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Henry Ford. All right, now let's really dive in. One of our mantras here at Simply Wall Street is think in decades, not months. With that in mind, over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some of the big trends that are likely to play out over the next 10 to 15 years. As for this week, we're going to take a look at healthcare technology and what seems to be unfolding in that space, as well as how we as investors can get exposure to different trends. But first, we need to provide a bit of context on the idea of different types of long-term trends. Secular versus cyclical trends. Cyclical trends typically last from one to five years and are closely tied to the business cycle and interest rates. Secular trends, however, can last for multiple decades and are caused by bigger forces. Usually, they are caused by new technologies or structural imbalances related to demographics, the environment, or prior policy decisions. Policymakers have some control over cyclical trends, but very little control over secular trends. In other words, once they start, they tend to continue until they have run their course. These are just a few of the secular trends that have played out over the last few decades. 1. From the early 1980s until 2021, productivity gains from technology and globalization led to falling inflation, which led to structurally low interest rates, even before quantitative easing came along. 2. Computers became cheaper and more powerful, allowing the software and internet industry to flourish. 3. Broadband internet became widespread in most countries. Mobile phones and then smartphones became ubiquitous. Social media, streaming video, and digital advertising upended the media industry. 4. Urbanization caused cities to grow while small towns got smaller. 5. Economic development in China and Southeast Asia created a new middle class with discretionary income. These trends caused major changes to the global economy and the investment landscape. Many of these trends have been closely connected and reinforced one another. Each new phase in one trend enables a new phase in other trends. The trend in smartphone sales, which we have a chart in the article below, paved the way for new industries, but was itself only possible because of several other trends. From an investor's point of view, secular trends are interesting for a few reasons. One, they last a lot longer than cyclical trends, giving companies time to establish themselves and then compound earnings for years to come. Two, companies need capital to grow, which creates the opportunity for investors to invest. Three, R&D and competition leads to lower prices for consumers, which increases the addressable market size. As we mentioned last week, the first mobile phone was released at $3,995, while a new phone just launched in India selling for just 12 bucks. Four, companies that participate in major trends are often perfectly positioned to pivot into new markets or sell new goods and services to their existing market. NVIDIA, Alphabet, and Apple all spring to mind. The next big trends. Looking forward, we'll split the big trends into the following categories. 1. Technology. 2. Healthcare. 3. Energy and climate change. 4. Money and finance. 5. Demographics and work. 6. Geopolitics and the economy. And 7. Other. But we're going to include the likes of infrastructure and space. As you can imagine, there's a lot of overlap between these categories and technology, including artificial intelligence. Overlaps with just about every other category. This probably explains why there's so much hype around AI and its use cases, but that's a future story. For this week, though, let's now dive in to what's reshaping healthcare. New frontiers in healthcare. The trends unfolding in healthcare are some of the most compelling for investors. 
healthcare costs are high, particularly in the world's largest economy. People are also living longer and requiring more healthcare. And of course, there are still diseases like cancer that remain resilient to treatment. Technology can and is being used to solve multiple problems in the industry, from diagnosis to finding new effective treatments and to improve efficiency. Preventative medicine, early diagnosis and effective treatments improve outcomes, reduce costs and allow more patients to be treated. The main areas we'll cover today are life sciences, medical devices, remote healthcare and information systems and data. Let's start with life sciences. Biotech and pharmaceutical companies have always been at the leading edge when it comes to developing medical treatments. Recent developments are helping researchers develop treatments that are targeted and effective and diagnosing illnesses earlier and more accurately. Genomic medicine. Genomic medicine uses an individual's unique genetic makeup to diagnose and treat health conditions and diseases. Genomic research has been underway for decades. The Human Genome Project started in 1990, but the recent momentum is all about costs. The cost of sequencing one genome has fallen from about $300 million in 2000 to $1,000 in 2020. That's a decline of 99.9993%. At a price of $1,000, genomic research and therapy is now actually feasible. Furthermore, genomic data can now be analyzed at scale with the aid of artificial intelligence to find patterns and markers. This research can aid early diagnosis as well as treatment. Companies in this space provide equipment and sequencing services, testing and diagnosis, and at the real cutting edge stuff, gene editing. Immunology and immunotherapy. Genetic research is also being used to further the field of immunology. Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine is an example of a vaccine based on genomic information. The field of immunotherapy, treating a disease by activating or suppressing the immune system, has also accelerated due to genomic research. Some of the biggest stocks in the life sciences space include Exact Sciences, after they bought Genomic Health back in 2019, Illumina, and CRISPR. Now let's move on to medical devices. The market for medical devices has been big for a long time, and current revenue runs at over $500 billion annually. But the innovation is ongoing, and new solutions to long-standing challenges are coming to market each year. Some of the current areas of innovation include, one, Equipment for minimally invasive surgery, which reduces the time patients spend in hospital. Two, real-time monitoring systems that can be accessed remotely. Three, systems that help surgeons plan and visualize procedures. And four, implants to treat epileptic seizures when they happen. Some of the biggest stocks in the medical devices space include Abbott Laboratories, Johnson & Johnson, and Intuitive Surgical. Now let's have a look at remote healthcare. The ability to diagnose and treat conditions remotely saves time and money. It also means specialist healthcare providers can treat patients in a different city or even a different continent. Telehealth has been around for some time, but really accelerated during the COVID pandemic. Teladoc gives patients access to thousands of doctors and specialists who can be located almost anywhere. Remote monitoring services help doctors monitor patients without them needing to spend time in hospital. Telesurgery takes a step further. Surgeons are beginning to use robotics to perform minor surgeries remotely. Growth in telehealth usage peaked during April 2020, but it has since stabilized. Some of the biggest stocks in the remote healthcare space include Teladoc Health, Doximity, and even CVS Health now operates telehealth services. Now let's move on to information systems and data. Administrative costs are a huge burden to the healthcare industry. This is largely a result of numerous legacy systems that aren't connected to one another, as well as regulations around patient data. Modern software from companies like Viva Systems is slowly but surely being used to streamline these processes, but there are still a lot of problems to be solved. 
A big one is ensuring that patient data is secure, yet also available to the right providers at the right time. This is one huge area of opportunity. Data and artificial intelligence are also essential tools for finding new treatments and cures. AI can be used to analyze huge data sets to find patterns, identify markers, and experiment with new treatments. As AI models become more powerful, this process is accelerating and will hopefully result in cures to the diseases that are currently incurable. Some of the biggest stocks in the information systems and data space include GE Healthcare Technologies, R1 RCM, and 10x Genomics. We also encourage you to check out our top healthcare stocks and top 10 AI healthcare stocks collections for some more ideas from the industries listed above. We'll provide a link to those in the episode description. So what's the insight? Where to begin when investing in health tech? The biotech space has always been the land of high risk and high reward, perhaps more so than any other industry. The same tends to apply for a lot of industries listed above. Small companies have exponential potential, but they come with plenty of risk. These companies typically don't have incremental changes, but instead they have plenty of instances of quantum leaps of success or failure where products or services are approved or disapproved. The larger, more mature and diversified companies have less upside and less risk. However, given the potential for the industry as a whole, larger companies may still have room to compound earnings for a long time. Given the risk, investors often use thematic ETFs to invest in health technology. If you do this, make sure you understand how the index the ETF tracks is constructed. Not all indexes are efficient when it comes to tracking growth industries, particularly if they include companies that have little exposure to the industries you actually want to invest in. If you want to go down the ETF route, simply search online for healthcare tech ETF, and you'll see plenty of funds with offerings of exposure to the space. For example, Track Insight provides great overviews, analysis, and insights on the many different ETFs out there. They also have a list of ETFs within the healthcare technology and innovation space. We'll also provide a link to this in the description. From there, if you dig further into these ETF holdings and you find some names that are within your circle of competence and that you want greater specific exposure to, you can then purchase those names individually outside of the ETF for a more direct exposure if that's what you're after. Just remember, as is often the case with long-term secular trends, there are often many mini-bubbles along the way. Opportunities for us investors are created when those mini-bubbles burst. Now let's move on to what else is happening. First, a recap of the key data releases we mentioned last week. 1. US consumer price inflation was lower than expected. Consumer prices rose 3% in the year to June, down from 4% in May. This was lower than the 3.2% consensus estimate. The core inflation rose 4.8% year-on-year compared to 5.3% in the year to May, and also lower than expected. The core rate is still high, but clearly heading in the right direction. 2. The UK unemployment rate rose to 4% in June, up from 3.8% in May. Economists had expected it to increase to 3.9%, so the increase wasn't surprising. While unemployment is now rising, wage growth and inflation is still high, meaning the Bank of England may have to keep raising rates. And then, a few news items that we thought were worth noting. 1. Ant Group, the financial arm of Alibaba, is a step closer to reviving its plans for an IPO. Chinese authorities announced the firm had completed a regulatory overhaul, which culminated in a $984 million fine. The regulators' blocking of the IPO in 2020 was the first step in the regulatory crackdown of the Chinese tech firms. The $984 million fine is a lot, but the delayed IPO cost Alibaba far more. When Ant Group's original IPO was about to happen, it was expected to list at a $300 billion valuation. In January this year, Fidelity valued the company at only $64 billion. 
the relationship between China's regulators and its biggest tech firms does seem to be improving. On Wednesday, the state planner acknowledged Alibaba and Tencent's contribution to tech innovation. 2. Comedian Sarah Silverman is suing Meta and OpenAI, the owner of ChatGPT, for copyright infringement. Silverman's complaint is that Meta and OpenAI's large language models were trained on her copyrighted works. How this case, and many similar cases, plays out could become an issue for the companies deploying these AI models and set the precedent for how generative AI is legally allowed to use online content. In Silverman's case, the material is actually a copyrighted book, but it will still be interesting to see with a line key events during next week. There's a lot of data out this week, starting with China's GDP rate on Monday. US retail sales are due on Tuesday, where we'll learn a bit about US consumer confidence trends, and building permits will be released on Wednesday, which will give us insights on building confidence. The UK's closely watched inflation rate will be published on Wednesday, which gives us cues about the future Bank of England rate decisions, followed by retail sales on Friday. Lastly, Japan's inflation rate is also due on Friday. Second quarter earnings season is now in full swing, with some of the big tech companies joining the party. Those companies reporting this week are Goldman Sachs, ASML, Netflix, Tesla, IBM, Alcoa, Johnson & Johnson, Taiwan Semiconductor, SAP, American Express, American Airlines, Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, and Lockheed Martin. That's all for this week's Market Insights. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Simply Wall Street analyst Richard Bowman and Simply Wall Street have no position in any of the companies mentioned. This article is general in nature. We provide analysis based on historical data and analyst forecasts only, using an unbiased methodology, and our articles are not intended to be financial advice. It does not constitute a recommendation to buy or sell any stock and does not take into account your objectives or your financial situation. We aim to bring you long-term focused analysis driven by fundamental data. Note that our analysis may not factor in the latest price-sensitive company announcements or qualitative material.